The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Oh eight seven fourteen hundred one zero six is the number. If you want to get uh, in touch about anything we're talking about, I'm sure people will have strong views on this uh, next discussion because you'll remember that the government in the teeth of the energy crisis last year cut, rather slashed excise on fuel. But in June, they began to claw it back. So they added six cent to the cost of petrol, every litre of petrol and five cent to every litre of diesel. This Friday, they're doing it again. Seven cent on a litre of petrol, five cent on a litre of diesel. Padder Tobin is the leader of Aintu and he is with me now. Padder, do you think the government should continue with their plan to increase prices come Friday? I think it's outrageous that the government would increase the price of fuel in the jaws of a cost of living crisis uh, on a society that's already dealing with some of the highest fuel costs uh, in Europe. You know, it's, it, just earlier in the week, we found out that Ireland has the highest cost of electricity in the whole of the European Union. We're actually nearly at twice the per unit average in terms of cost of electricity. As you mentioned, we had an increase in June. There's going to be another increase in um, on, on Friday. And the government are also looking to increase carbon tax on fuel in October. And there may uh, it's likely that there will be an increase in tolls uh, come next January. And, you know, all the while we have struggling families, you know, hundreds of thousands of families who are finding it really difficult to make ends meet. And yet the government are just heaping further costs on them. And I don't believe it's by accident. There's, you know, the government are not just, you know, firefighting and unable to do any more for people. The government are actually strategically increasing the cost of energy purposefully to reduce consumption and to push people into alternatives. And the worry I have is that many people simply do not have an alternative than filling their car to get to work. Many people don't have an alternative other Mm -hmm. than their car to get their kids to school. Um, And if there's no alternative, high prices and high taxes are in fact punitive rather than strategic. Uh, They're just hurting people rather than achieving uh, an objective. You know, we, we put in parliamentary questions there recently to find out how much tax the government were making out of fuel. And in the last year, the government made record tax uh, in terms of fuel. VAT on electricity, never as high. An increase in 40% of the level of VAT the government took home on electricity last year. In terms of petrol, diesel, solid fuel, there was an increase of nearly 30% in the level of VAT the government took last year. Now, yeah. Now that's, that's, be, that's because uh, VAT is charged as a percentage of the overall cost and the overall cost going up means that the government's VAT receipts are going to go up without the government doing anything. For sure, but in real terms, it's extra money coming out of people's pockets in real terms. Yeah, absolutely, but terms, it's not that the government didn't make a decision last year to hike the price well, of VAT. Well, the, the government made a decision to leave VAT at, at a level that was going to actually take more money out of people's pockets. And the government could have easily said in this time where hundreds of thousands of families are struggling, do you know what? We're going to actually take okay. a little bit of a break. We're going to reduce the tax burden on, on, on families. Uh, uh, let me bring in Barry Ward, the Fine Gael, uh, Senator. Uh, Barry, if people here are already paying through the nose in the way the powder describes, why should the government persist with increasing prices for people come Friday? Well, the first thing is that, of course, I would love for these these excise duties for by right, the fact that we have what, to make the, the... We're going to get Barry on a, uh, on, on a better line. Um, while we do get Barry on a better line, uh, Pat, there'll be lots of people listening and you know they'll be nodding along saying, yeah, I'm an absolute agreement. I don't have a bus or a train or a tram outside my door, so there's no point in incentivizing me to get out of my car. At the same time, by not increasing 
excise duties or by not discouraging driving, while you're helping those people, you're, you're also kind of helping the person who does have those options outside their door. Well, listen, there's going to be a, a carrot and a stick uh, process in changing behaviour. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but right now, my office is inundated with parents who are trying to get a school bus for their kids to get to school. Uh, and I bet you every single TD across the country is hammered with dozens and dozens of families who are forced now to drive their kids to school because the government hasn't provided the necessary capacity in school buses. And these parents are saying to me, you know, the government want to get us out of the car, yet they won't provide the alternative to us. You know, I live in a county with the highest number of commuters in the country. You know, and we, we've been crying for a, a, a rail line to be built to Navin for, for 20 years at this stage. And no government has the foresight or the interest in actually providing that infrastructure. So if you're going to introduce a stick, you need to make sure that you have the public transport alternatives in mm. place uh, for people so that okay. they can use them but when well, they need them. And that's simply not there. We do have Barry Ward uh, now back with us, the Fine Gael Senator. Uh, Barry, apologies. Uh, so why should the government persist with the plan to increase prices come Friday? Yeah, sorry about that, Karen. What I was going to say was I would, of course, love if we didn't have to do this, but unfortunately we have to make the, ba- the books balance. But what I disagree with... Uh, fundamentally on is that this didn't he says this didn't happen by accident now he's quite right about that because this was always scheduled it was always supposed to be a temporary reduction to help people with the cost of living and that was specifically tied to the increase in international costs of fuel primarily linked to the war in Ukraine that has largely been undone it doesn't mean people aren't suffering but it, it, the way Pater speaks you think that the government was doing nothing else to ease the cost of living for people when in fact there's a whole list of things the government has done and there will be another long list that Pascal Dunhu and Michael McGrath put together in the budget that's coming this was always scheduled. And I have to say that it sounds a little bit like populism on on Patter's part to now be saying that this shouldn't be reinstated when he knows very well that it was always going to be a temporary reduction and that it was linked to the cost of fuel, which has now gone back down. Now, there's a number of things that that Patter said in 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 what he said at the beginning there in terms of it being designed to reduce consumption and fuel by by driving people into other things. Now, it isn't. It was never anything connected with that. It would be a happy byproduct if people use less fuel. Of course, we want people to use less fuel and we want to be less dependent, particularly on fossil fuels where we can. But that's not why these reductions were put mm. in place. They were put in place specifically because of the cost internationally and to, to stop people um, being hit by those particularly the very people Pat is talking about who are going to be hurt. But I do agree with them that we need to be putting alternatives in place and that's part of the government's plan. But it it can't be done overnight. Can you explain to me the rationale uh, of the argument that we need to do this to balance the books when we're staring down the barrel of about a 65 billion euro budget surplus over the next few years? Well, because you and I both know, Kieran, that that budget surplus is not an ongoing surplus. That is a windfall, essentially, from from corporation tax. No, but the conditions the, the conditions it's that the, relate to high energy prices are not necessarily permanent either. So we can we can well they, afford they, they we can well have, afford to continue come, this temporary cut. Then. We can well afford to continue this temporary cut and well, it won't imbalance the, the budget. There are two things to say. Yeah, there, there are two things to say about that. First of all, you may, may be aware that the ministers of finance have indicated that they may not proceed with the second cut and that will be a matter for budgetary negotiations to decide. Um, and let's hope that they don't. But the second thing is that when you manage the budget of the country, it has to be done on the basis of what income you're going to have every year. You can't make decisions on cutting taxes on the basis of extraordinary taxes that you might have in one particular financial year. And that's what's happened this year 
future. Yes, there's a surplus there, mm. but there's a long discussion about how that's going to be sent, particularly in relation to infrastructural improvements, the very things that Pat is talking about in terms of putting in place proper public transport alternatives for people from using their cars, for example. Yeah. So you cannot have your cake and eat it. You never can. But of course, when you're when you're hurling on the ditch, you can always say to people that they can't have their cake and eat it. Patter, I don't know if you do much hurling in that part of the country you live in, but you'll appreciate the, the, the reference nonetheless. I mean, are you engaging in populism here? Do you not accept the logic of what Barry says? All the things you're talking about, all those public services need to be paid for it. This is one way of paying for it. First of all, I'm a proud hurler. Just get that point across. <laughs> um, the, the, the second issue is, why are, why are extra taxes and cuts always in the present t- tense and capital projects such as rail lines always in the future tense with Fine Gael? Why can't the rail lines and the bus services be in the, in the present tense also in relation to this. You're right, it's a nonsense that this is necessary to balance the books. In actual fact, the, the figures that I, I quoted earlier show that the government are actually winning the lottery every day in terms of extra tax that they're making on the misery and the hardship that people are experiencing at the moment. There's a bonanza. The government quids in in terms of the extra tax that they're taking home in relation to this. And in relation to fuel costs, you know, fuel... Uh, petrol and diesel at the pumps have, have increased by about 20 cents since June, since they, they, they made that first increase. So there's actually a, a rebound, unfortunately, in terms of petrol and diesel at, at the moment in their wholesale prices. Um, and, you know, if, if Barry wants to get into the discussion about how wholesale prices affect <clears throat> price, maybe we might start talking about why don't wholesale prices affect the price of electricity in this country? Because wholesale prices have been way down for a long period of time, and yet Ireland has enormous electricity prices. And, you know, we we hear about hedging and how Mm. that's the cause of it. But how come every other European country has managed to bring their prices down to half what they are in Ireland in terms of electricity? We're kind of tight time, but so let me put that to Barry then. Barry, why are we different from everywhere else? The the difficulty here is, I agree with Pat on this, I think we need greater transparency on energy prices, particularly in the context of electricity. He's not correct in saying that every other European country has brought them down to half what ours are, but we're not an outlier, but we are far higher than we should be. Um, And I absolutely support the idea that those companies that are providing electricity would have absolute transparency in the finances behind that. And if they have hedged then they've hedged, but that doesn't mean that they should get to have supernormal profits because they've hedged well. That's not the way things should work. And the reality is that if you're an electricity mm-hmm. supplier or any other kind of energy supplier, you're availing of the fact that you, you work through our national networks and you're providing a service. You're not there simply to make profit. There has to be a give and take in that. And I absolutely support the idea of greater transparency and greater accountability and, and an opportunity for the government to step in and say, okay. I'm sorry, you're but not going to get to increase that much through the regulator. Barry Ward, Finnegan, Senator Patter Tobin, leader of ANT Thank you both very much uh, for joining me. Martin and Galway says uh, the forecourt retailers are ahead of the posse. Diesel 173 here in Galway today and you can rest assured it'll be 180 before the government get their five cent added on Friday. And somebody else says, Kieran, I'm livid with this so-called coalition government. All of them literally keep adding costs to people who get up for work in the morning. Elections are coming and we won't forget. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.